G'day everyone, welcome to uh, Season 2, Episode 6. Nice. Good stuff. Uh, yep, you got Nick, you got Nathan, and we got Michael today. Welcome to the podcast, Michael. Michael's a really good friend of mine. He went through school with my brother, actually. But um, And you. Hey, yeah, and me, but in my brother's year. Um, and he's a good mate, and we thought we'd get him on, because I always enjoy my conversations with Michael. Um, but Michael's going to have the pleasure of introducing our wine today, and then we're going to pick his brains a little bit about car industry and sort of our normal topics of fucking mental games and shit like that so let's get into it what do we have today my friend today we have jenna ray is that right and we've got some grenache is that right (laughs) uh shiraz and i don't know if that's included but uh let's just crack it you don't, do you drink? You don't drink. Yeah, no. Mark, Michael doesn't drink. As okay. A, as a oh, so if, you, if you're picking up any flavours, let us know. No. It yeah. just tastes like... We normally, we normally rate the wine as well. <laughs> That's fucking good. <laughs> yeah, I like Is it. that what good wine is? No, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what good wine is, but it tastes good. It's delicious. Yeah, I'm, a, I'm not the best judge for it. Yeah. Would you yeah. say it's dry or it's... I don't even know what dry means. Like, it's wet. How, how can you... <laughs> <laughs> so dry, dry is a measure of the sweetness of something. So Oh, yeah, it's dry. It's, yeah, because I like sweet stuff. Yeah. So the only one I can have... Try that, but it's got sugar in it. I know you're trying no, to... No, I've had that. That tastes good. Like, yeah, anything, anything that's sweet, I can handle. But anything that's not sweet, just it doesn't not sit really. well. Yeah, yeah that's For as long as I've known... Oh, not as long as... For a while, I've known Michael doesn't really drink, so... How long have you been sober for? Oh, I'm not sober, but right, like... came to the keg race. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did too. <laughs> wouldn't call it sober. I'm, I'm like a part-time sober. Doesn't like yeah. drinking. Yeah, I admire. Enough. No, yeah, no, I don't actually like drinking. That's the thing. So I'll drink on special occasions. Yeah. Like a keg race. Doesn't take much for it to be special. Yeah. <laughs> so it's not, we're not talking birthdays or christenings or anything. I don't even know if you drink on christenings, but you know <laughs> what I mean? Yeah. Straight Funerals, up. all good shit. <laughs> good shit. But um, uh, if you don't have any comments on it, do you want to talk about the wine at all? Mm. Nah, mate. The, the wine's good. I want to try it anyway. So I'm going to have a sippy sip sip. It's a very nice wine. It's got a bit of a tangy taste on the side of the mouth. You reckon? It starts off sweet and then it gets um, not Dry sweet up. in the aftertaste. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how else to say it. But um, yeah, and I'll obviously have to review this. Mm. When you like a wine, can you just neck it though? Fuck no. Nah, I like it with food. I mean, I'm not that just drinking from the bottle. White I can, wine, I can. I can neck white wine. Yeah, white wine from the bottle is delicious. Yeah, I don't know how you can like something but not neck it. Because wine, <laughs> as as people that like wine drink it, isn't something to neck. It's normally like a delicacy that you match with food. Yeah, right. Okay. Wank off each other while okay. you're doing it. But it doesn't even make sense. <laughs> for like two seasons before we got guests on there. Just talking yeah. about wine for five minutes. Because <laughs> everything that I like, I will like a lot. Like orange juice, you won't see me sipping on orange juice. Or apple juice. I was actually addicted to apple juice at one point. I would wake up in the middle of the night and think about it. I have to go to the fridge and drink some. Fuck. Yeah. So I uh, banned it from the fridges. (laughs) So you don't you don't drink much, and you're off sugar. Oh, like um, 
I don't do it. Yeah, kind of. Like, it's hard to say. So, I make allowances for, like, dinners and stuff with my girlfriend or with family. Yeah. Um, but if I'm out having, like, if I go out for breakfast, I don't, I won't cancel it for that. I'll just have coffee. Yeah. yeah it's pretty, pretty lame. Because, like, then you've got one person that's eating and I'm just watching them eat, which is a little, a little bit uncomfortable for some people. Okay, so, you, like, food, so when you're saying that, food as well. It's from, from vegan, paleo. I've tried them all. Yeah. From knowing Michael for as long as I've known him, he's not doing it just to be like, oh, I just don't like sugar. Michael, from you can correct me if I'm wrong, over the last fucking, say, seven years, has selectively changed things about his lifestyle to get himself into a better spot. He's, yeah. Yeah, it's not because I've read a book or like an article that said sugar's bad. No, it's not the new trend. Or like I, I, I smoked cigarettes while I wasn't having sugar. So it's not like I was doing it for a health kick. I was doing it because um, when I stay away from certain foods or whatever, I just felt better. Whereas cigarettes didn't impact how I felt in the short term. Yeah. So I was fine to smoke ciggies while I was like just walking out from the gym. And people would be like, that doesn't make sense. Like you're, you're spending all this time in the gym exercising and everything else, but then you're smoking cigarettes. It's like, yeah, but I don't care about my health when I'm 60. I want to feel good now. I've since quit smoking, but that's a different... Was that a long-term choice? Was that because you want to feel healthy at 60 or was no. that... Okay. No, okay. No, it's because I'm stingy. It's fucking expensive. <laughs> it was I like the honesty. That's yeah, good. Yeah, so it was... So I went from cigarettes to vaping because vaping was cheaper. But then I got mad addicted on the vape because it's so accessible. And because I work from wherever, I can be in a car, in my bedroom, like... I can just constantly pump the bait. Yeah, what is it, like 1,500 or something you buy? Like you buy how many puffs you can do or something or drawers? Oh, no, that's that's on the jaw. So mine was you fill it up yourself. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. But I, I later figured out because like, fuck, I'm so addicted to this shit. I would be in bed before I go to sleep just puffing on it. Because normally when people smoke cigarettes, it's it's in the morning, um, like smoko lunch, that kind of stuff. Whereas for me... Because I don't have an office, I could just sit there vaping constantly. Got to the point where when I quit, I had such bad withdrawals, like I just couldn't stop thinking about having some. My dad was drilling into the wall and I stood next to him just because like the sound <laughs> and I had a headache at the same time. So I had, I had a headache and even, like when you have a headache, no, no, yeah, probably. So I had a, you know, when you have headaches, you don't want loud sounds. It felt better to be standing next to his drill than it did in my bedroom, in my bed. So what, you just stood there and been like, keep going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Get, him, was, get him, daddy. He went to stop. He went drill to stop. him, daddy. Yeah. He went to stop to talk to me and I was like, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> keep going. Yeah, not now. But it was fucked up. And I found out that um, it was the, I was having the equivalent of like two and a half packets of cigarettes a day. Holy wow. shit. Of nicotine. Of yeah. nicotine. Wow. Yeah, because it tastes so good. Like it doesn't. See, for me, cigarettes felt a little bit dirty. Um, I don't know. There's just something about it. Just my theory on that is just purely the fact that we've been told it's bad. Yeah. The entire time we've grown up. Mm. Yeah, kind of. But I also would sometimes feel sick after having some, like a yeah, cigarette. Like I would, I would, I would want it, and then after I'd have it, I'd feel a bit weird, um, and like lethargic. Whereas the vape didn't give me, didn't make me feel that way. Yeah. 
but it was so accessible, cheaper, and tasted wicked. But then you're at two and a half times the nicotine, but the cost is still cheap. Yeah. Well, it ended up at that point, it ended up being pretty much the same as cigarettes. On par. Yeah, yeah right. on par. That's the nice name. But it was, it was intense, yeah. So I wanted to bring up the fact that you've told me in the past that you... um. You used to really struggle with sleeping and shit, eh? Yeah. Back in your past. And oh, I struggled with life. <laughs> I didn't just struggle with sleeping. <laughs> struggle with life. And that comes back to my point of like you selectively, like your gym, your dieting, your your health conscious decisions over time have mm. all been sort of on that pursuit of having the best life you can have right now. Yeah. And I fucking, I admire that so much. Like I, Thanks, ne- I neglect my health on a daily basis. <laughs> Yeah, Even yeah. though I know I'll feel better if I go to the gym, I still don't fucking go. So I, I admire that a lot. Yeah, but this is the thing, right? Like, unless... If you feel okay, like, if you've got this line of, like, contentness and you're just bubbling around that line, even if you're not doing all the right things, but you're just getting by, it's easy to just keep doing the things that don't make you feel the best because you're sweet. Yeah. But I was down here, yeah, so I was yeah. desperate to do all the shit that I could... So I could just get to everyone else was kind of thing. Yeah. So I had no choice. It was like... Fucked up way of explaining it, isn't it? <laughs> I, I believe you. Yes. It's not like I'm like some superhero with heaps good discipline. It's I have no choice. If I try to, if I try to relax the way that other people do, and I have, like I'll go on good, good, um, good stints and then I'll see other people going, oh, I'm going to go to bed late tonight because I want to watch um, like an extra show and then oh, I don't care about my diet or exercise or whatever. I'm just going to take a week off. I've tried doing that kind of stuff and then I feel shit and I remind myself, I, I don't have that option like other people. Like I have to be a maniac with it. Otherwise, I won't operate at the same level as what other people do. Yeah, that's fine. Is it the activity, like the, the physical or, um, you know, the diet? What would you say is the biggest contributing factor to you feeling the way you feel? Um. Oh, probably all of it. Like, it's hard to say. All, all I did was I tried everything. So I just made a huge list and I would just try one thing at a time. If, if I felt at all good or a little bit of improvement from it, I would just grab that, hang on to that, go on to the next thing, just tick them all off. So it wasn't until I had probably like, I don't know, I've never counted them, but a multitude of different things that I was incorporating into my life that I started to feel okay. It wasn't like one just like fucking set me off and I was sweet it was the combination of all of them has kind of allowed me to you know get on the right yeah each path. one's kind of done that and yeah. Here. yeah yeah I mean for me like I if I don't work out and it's not to be have an eight pack and fucking look chiseled as shit it's just so if I eat food I know that it's getting burnt as I'm eating it yeah, yeah, yeah. and if you don't work out you eat and it just sits there and yeah, you feel yeah. like a lethargic piece of shit yeah, yeah. and that for me is all I need to do to just be like that yeah, so get up early, get it, get ahead yeah. when most people probably don't. Yeah, so mine started out for kind of more, um, uh, like, what's the word, like shallow reasons, I guess. Mm. It was like for the, it stemmed from insecurity more than anything else. It was like, oh, people will respect you more or like you more if you look a certain way. Maybe it was also because I looked up to people that were like jacked. Yeah. So I was probably projecting what I value as what other people probably would value. So it started off that way and I never got really good results. And as soon as I shifted to not really giving a fuck what other people thought, like I used to train in my pajamas. There's actually photos of me. <laughs> That's not, fucking not, sick. Not full, not full pajamas, but like these 
like harem kind of pant pajamas that I used to sleep in. I used to get out of bed, didn't have a job at the time, so I'd get out of bed, go straight to the gym in them, and then just work yeah. out. Like I, it was weird. I went from like being heaps insecure to like almost doing things that would cause people to judge me. Did that help strange. you with judgment from others? Like realizing yeah, I don't know. no one actually gives a fuck. Yeah, no one cares. Thing. Like that's the best realization when yeah. no one actually gives a fuck about yeah. you. Yeah, that, like when pe- people say that when they, um, when I'm talking about the gym, it's like, oh, I get scared because I'm not going to do an exercise correctly. I've never looked at someone doing an exercise correctly and thought, what a fuck with. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> I know. And, and, unless it's a guy. It's like trying to be a mad cunt doing like super heavy bench press or something like that. Loud groans. Yeah, different story. But if someone's trying to do their best, they're just having a crack and they're doing it incorrectly. If anything, I would want to help them, not think you're a loser. Exactly. So yeah, people don't care. And I think that probably did help cement that idea. Um, Because... I didn't go to the gym in that scenario, but I went through a phase. I was like, I'm just going to see what I can do to prove to myself people actually don't give a fuck. So I was like, wearing the I'd get heaps dirty here and then go to the shops in like fucking my Nike slides oh. <laughs> right yeah and just walk through public and people fucking get dressed up to go to the shops yeah and I was just trying to do against that and no one fucking cared at all yeah no one even really looked and if they did I was like what are you looking at Can't, but anyway <laughs> um, no one cared and it's it's kind of relieving when you realise the things that you think people care about you really they don't yeah I think what probably helped the most for me, I don't know if someone said it to me, if I just thought of it. Let's just run with that I thought of it. Yeah. Pretty sure I didn't. But <laughs> um, it was basically like if if you can pick five people that matter to you most, and for a lot of people, there's going to be more, sometimes less, but um, pick up to about five people that matter to you most. And then if what you're doing would change their opinion, opinion of you, then maybe reconsider it. Yeah. But if those... For most people, those five people are going to kind of hold you back, even if you're wearing socks with socks or whatever the fuck it is. Like, so if you're doing something like that, if it affects someone else, who gives a fuck? Mm. But if the people that you care about changes their opinion, that's when it's probably worth considering. Yeah. And I think for most things, it, th- those people aren't going to care. Yeah. So I just started looking at it like that. It's like, oh, if, am I hurting anyone? Is this thing going to affect my relationship with people that I care about? No. All right, cool. Do it. I just start like challenging everything. It sounded like appearance at first, but yeah, when you start thinking actions wise, I'd think. Yeah, yeah, actions too, yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, because I I used to not be able to have a conversation without thinking about. It was almost like I was a like a grandmaster at chess. They say that they're thinking. Yeah, but you've turned that into something good for you now. No, I don't do that now. I don't do it now. Really? No. I used to, and used to paralyze me with like analysis, a paralysis by analysis where I was just thinking too much about what they will say from when I say. Wow. And then that I couldn't really keep track or listen properly. Yeah, okay. Communicate yeah. properly. Yep. Yeah, and um, it, was, yeah, it was real bad. Like, I'd always just be thinking about how the people would uh, be perceiving me or... So you'd go yeah. through this process. You'd know you'd have to have this conversation and you'd try and fucking put together yeah I'd like rehearse in my whole head conversation. Oh, yeah. okay I was thinking it completely different and what, what were you thinking I'm thinking more so like just that emotional intelligence type thing like you, you know they're going to react this so that's that's a beautiful thing about emotional intelligence because we might have all done this I also used to like imagine how a conversation would go mm. 
And then I'd check myself in the conversation. Did it go that way? No, it didn't. Once it was no on repeat, I'm like, why the fuck do I spend the time thinking about the yeah. conversation? Whereas someone else might be nail on the head every time when they think conversation's going to go that way, it does. Emotional intelligence has been able to say, okay, spend less time doing that or okay, I can do that. You know what I mean? Mm. That's where emotional intelligence, that's like, that's my understanding of it anyway. <clears throat> it, well, like I... <clears throat> It, to me, it doesn't matter whether or not I was right or wrong. I think if you're thinking too much in a conversation, you're not going to be able to communicate properly. 100%. Yeah. So, so what was important to me was learn how to not be so um, like socially retarded, basically. like I wanted to be able to have conversations with people and not feel like I had some kind of disorder. Um, and I don't even know if it ever seemed that way to other people, but no. it seemed like that to when, me. When do you think you stopped doing this? Oh, <laughs> What do you mean? <laughs> what do you, yeah. Um, I've never picked up on but that. But when you say, like, you're listening, you engage with the questions, yeah. surely at some point you're thinking, this fucker's not even going to turn the conversation the other way around. Like, and you are thinking that. This what guy is just literally just talking about himself. Yeah. And I've just continued, like, because obviously you listen, you're yeah. attentive, you ask questions that are based on what someone's saying. Mm. At some point, if it's a one way conversation, you're going to be like, this is a waste of my time. Um,. No, it depends who I'm talking to. Like, if I'm talking to someone that I'm friends with, I know that the relationship extends beyond them having this chat about themselves. Mm. So it's different. If I'm talking to someone that I don't see myself having a conversation with in the future, then it becomes difficult. Like, small, small talk's really difficult for me. Because I feel like, I mean, and I, I guess I am, but I'm like... Um, investing my time into something that won't have a future and I, I don't think that's the best way to look at it i actually think that's kind of like a little bit self-destructive yep. but that's just the way that i can't like can't stop myself from viewing a conversation with someone that i'm not going to see again whereas my dad he can be in the elevator and be like oh hey beautiful day isn't it and i just would never do that yeah i don't know it's probably a downfall um, more than anything else but i probably will i mean if you're saying it like that i'm probably more critical of people than you are in terms of that. Like, I'll, I'll look into it a bit too much. Mm. Nick, like, if someone's talking about himself. Nick will be talking to his best friend and be like, Hayden. <laughs> Nick will be like having a conversation with Hayden and Hayden will like look at his, oh, not look at his phone, but won't sort of reciprocate the fact that Nick's been asking him about his week. And Nick will be like, what are you doing, cunt? Like, why? No, you won't say that. But people bring the point out. Yeah, and I think that's important. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's yeah. Good. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, that's sort of Nick's very... But I also understand the point about, like, what you're saying is a really good point where, you know, you've got a mate and it extends beyond that conversation. You know, yeah. you should just be there and appreciating the time yeah. that you have with yeah. that person. Yeah. I, I get that point. And sometimes I am that person that won't shut the fuck up. Um, like I was talking to one of my best mates, Louie, on the phone, just chat, chat, chat about me, 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 whole time. And then it was only probably, I don't know how long it was, so it was 20 minutes. I was like, fuck, like the whole time I've been talking about myself. And then I kind of checked myself and put the attention back on him, but it's easy to do. And I've been trying to pay attention to this for years. So if I'm still making this like simple error, I try not to place too much um, judgment on people. Everyone does it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we have, we've literally ran out of time pretty quickly. Really? I, I just wanted to ask something. Do you have any more questions regarding the health thing? 
I wanted to ask you about both your jobs. I well, that yeah, that's what I wanted to lead into. Um, but yeah. yeah so, I mean, look, my, my jobs, I would say, somewhat similar to yours. You've got a seller that wants to sell a product. Our job is to buy that product at the least yeah. cost and what they can see as the least value they'll sell it for. Yeah. For me, I use market indications to kind of try and sway the argument. But at the end of the day, I know that there's a price they're going to sell at and there's a market that's going to buy it. Yeah. And it meets in the middle. Yeah. It's basic supply chain. But yeah. for you, you know, when I think you're going to a seller on site, someone's house possibly, and you're going to have a conversation with them, I'm sure you have trigger points that you, you converse with, what you say, when to say it, how to say it. Um. <laughs> Like, I mean, as a general rule, I would say no. I have a shotgun okay. approach. Okay. I just inquire on as many as I can, like when buying cars. So I shitload, and I might start less than what I think the car's worth, but I'll always go up to it, and I won't go further. And what they don't realize, and it might be different to you, is the dynamic in this situation is I don't give a fuck if I don't buy the car unless it's on the money, because I'm buying it to sell it. Whereas for them, they need to sell the car. Yeah. And, that, and it, it, it's different if I was a private buyer because then you've got an emotional attachment to that car. That's why you've inquired on it. it for me, it's no emotional attachment. Yeah. It's this price or I don't give a fuck. The only time that will change um, is if I notice there's like maybe a little bit of submissiveness in their conversation or like um, desperation in the conversation that's when I might stick a little bit harder to a lower price just to test the waters. But ultimately, I don't have to involve myself too much in um, like recognizing the person's speech or behavior. Okay. It's just that is the price that I'll pay. Take it or leave it. Yeah. And you have a strength in the fact that you can just walk away exactly. without emotional ties. Yeah, exactly. that's a good point. Whereas you need to. Adjust. I need to supply a product yeah. so someone can eat a fucking yeah. quarter pounder. But, exactly. But, you know, yeah. I utilize the market to buy at the right time. Right. Where, you know, when I think, okay, maybe March is going to be a great time for you to hold firm on bids. Yeah. Because you've got a period where, you know, government subsidies are slowing and people are going to be more eager to sell off assets to afford food for the week. Right. You know, that's where my head goes because of the industry I'm in. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Like, I'll I'll think macro to... Yeah, that's... That's kind of a little bit more exciting than mine. Mine's just... <laughs> it, see, it doesn't sound like see, a shotgun approach. See, for me, I've got the option every Tuesday. So that's my market indication. Okay. If I buy a car, it doesn't sell, the market's changed. Yeah. And I'm looking at, like, it's 200 cars every um, Tuesday that go through, and there's a Wednesday or Thursday sale as well. But they're all cars, type makes and models that I buy. So even if there's a 2016 that's, um, like I know it's worth 40 grand, for example, but only sold for 38, you can then run down the line and go, okay, even if I find a 2014, I know that that's cheaper as well, if that makes sense. So you don't have to see every exact make and model. You can see one model and then draw a conclusion of a lower or higher. Yeah, this is a generic trend. Yeah, 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 exactly. Okay. Yeah. For For the third week in a row, We've got one minute left and we have a lot more to talk about, unfortunately. <laughs> we'll need to fucking change how we do it, get it a bit longer, but that's all right. Um, <clears throat> no, that's a good conversation. It's very interesting. I know that, that fun. sometimes you um, like to... You don't really tell people you're a dealer, like, do you? Like, um, a, you're not working for a dealership. If, hit and miss. Hit and miss. Well, yeah. 
it's if someone some people don't want to know that someone else is making <clears throat> money off it. Yeah. So in that case, uh, oftentimes I'll even say that um, explicitly. Oh, I don't want to sell to a fucking dealer. It's like, oh yeah, wouldn't want to do that, and just kind of <laughs> run with it. Um, and they send it, then they're messaging me like a, a few weeks later. Oh, send me a photo of you in the car. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> it's on someone else's lot you can get a fucking Parramatta road yeah <laughs> happens all the time but then there's other people if they're a bit sketchy because I do a lot of interstate purchases, purchases buying like across Australia they're going wait so you're in Sydney it sounds like one of the Gumtree scams or some oil rigger or Navy fucking officer they're, they're two scams that go around a lot um, that are buying interstate and we're going to send the money to PayPal people start thinking that that's what I'm doing when I talk about being interstate so that's when I'll offer that I'm a dealer or a broker because it gives them confidence. You can say, look, this is a Sutton brand, look up the ABN and you'll see a chain of different um, like companies that are listed underneath them. So then then they'll relax and send me their ID and all that bullshit. Yeah. Great, so we're out of time. Do we run out? We're done? I want Nick to quickly fill in about his week because I know it's been a bit stressful. No, look, political ties with China aren't good. So it means everyone wants New Zealand stuff. New Zealand, right. New Zealand shit's painful to get right now because they're in winter season. It's just where the market is. Right. So, you know, I'm, I'm just having a, a, a tough time trying to negotiate with these people. And they know as well. They know. Yeah. They, because they've got one person whose job is dedicated to making my life shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm going to add so much work to this man's workload. Yeah. So he just gives up and just doesn't deal with it. But yeah. I'm not going to do that. Yeah, good. Because it makes me feel good <laughs> yeah. to just reply back with, no, sorry, cannot do, or please revert. Is this all through email? Uh, no, a lot of it's over call. Okay. WeChat is a, yeah. is a big thing in my job. So it's just dealing with that. When, when our, I mean, I probably shouldn't talk about it, but just dealing with like <laughs> the China government-owned mm. entities now is just a whole yeah, different yeah. ball game. Because yeah. it's kind of like they come in and they're like, this is how it's happening. Right. They're like, well, no, we're going to do it this way. Yeah. No, they're, they're fucking shrewd negotiators. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure you deal with a fair few of them. Yeah, once a day. Oh, there we go. Yeah, yeah. they're not fun. Well, we actually do have to wrap up. So that was actually the quickest conversation we've ever had. Yeah, that was I very fast. That went very quick. Let's Is that good it. for me? Is that yeah, a, yeah, that's yeah a, thank you, Michael. Kudos to Michael. Thanks Happy for coming days. out. Um, but yeah, that's fucking nine plus one. Nine and one. I need to stop saying plus because it's nine and one. <laughs> Episode <What>? six. <laughs> oh, is that the sign off? My bad. <laughs> no, 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 I think usually we cheers. Yeah, thanks. Oh, yeah, cheers. cheers. <laughs>